Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. When children love learning, they can tackle any challenge life throws at them. Sylvan's insight assessment can help you determine if your child is ready for what's ahead. It can also identify gaps in learning and point out areas that could be of concern for your child so they can tackle what's to come. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Welcome, Philly, to your favorite sports show. Hosted by Jesse Town and Sam Wilson. They're smart, they're sexy, and they're all Philly. So thanks for tuning in, and we hope you enjoy the show. Hello and welcome in to episode number 65 of Babes on Broad. I'm Sam Wilson with my co-host Jesse Taylor and we are the Babes on Broad brought to you by SB Nation and Bleeding Green Nation. Just a reminder, you can find us on all social media platforms at Babes on Broad. You can find me personally at Sam Wills 18 and just now at Jesse with an I underscore Taylor 21. So let's get right into it. The Eagles, they looked great in week one against the Falcons. Everybody was so excited for Rightfully so. I mean, they were supposed to lose that game. They looked great. But then what we all feared happened. The Eagles are now one and two after back-to-back losses to the 49ers and then the Cowboys. And boy, was that an ugly one. So, Jess, break down our week three loss to the Cowboys. I think it was exactly, you you said it, what we all feared. And I think (laughs) what we all feared is that we were going to see really good things from Jalen Hurts. We were going to see really good things from the defense. And we were going to see really good things from the coaching staff. And then you get to week two and three. And all of the things that were so positive in week one went out the window. And everything. Everything. And I... You know, so first of all, the San Francisco 49ers, that was a winnable game. There was no reason why the at the at the half, they had completely dominated on both sides of the ball. And all of a sudden you look up and you're going, huh, it's really three nothing right now. They are only winning three nothing, which made absolutely no sense. Then you get to to week three, and the Dallas Cowboys, we said this going into the season, they have a lot of weapons there. Now, their defense is not good. There are so many holes in that defense, and the Eagles were unable to exploit any of those things, which gave the defense then confidence to just 
you know, to, to keep pushing and shut them down when they needed to. They played a great game all the way around. And I, I think the most disappointing thing was with the 49ers, it was like, okay, at the, they were still right there at the end. But they still never had any sort of identity on either side of the ball. And that is what continued to week three and what's so different from week one. Because you saw what they were doing. They had a, they had a, a, a goal. They had a game plan. They had a goal of how they were going to attack the game against the Atlanta Falcons. And I have not seen that in the last two weeks, which is what concerns me going back to the entire philosophy of this organization from the top down. It's very concerning about what we're going to see from the Eagles for the rest of the year and going forward. I know. I agree 100%. I mean, that first game, obviously, I think I even said it. I was nervous about how people were going to take it, and I was nervous to be too excited after that first win. It was a great first win against the Falcons. That sure. second week, I agree. It was obviously we lost, but I wasn't. it didn't make me mad that we lost that game. It was a terrible, ugly game, but on both sides. So it was kind of just like, a, eh, like what are you going to expect from this team? They're young. They're going to have mishaps like hiccups like this. I right. kind of expected that, and I think everybody did. But the game against Dallas on Monday Night Football, I mean, I know that like we shouldn't expect much, but it was terrible. And against a rival, I think I always expected our team to play hard and our coaches to have a great game scheme and everything, and we didn't see any of that. We saw right. in the very beginning, I know we're a little back and forth on this. We both blame different parts of the – team but mine I think it's more so I blame the offense because they did not do anything mm -hmm. that entire game and the fact that in the beginning of the game besides obviously Dallas took advantage of our secondary like that very first drive but then the next couple yeah. drives you had the Eagles defense come up and they actually made big plays you had Fletcher Cox get that fumble recovery for a touchdown and then I think it was the next drive it might be backwards in my head but then the next drive they stopped it on fourth and inches so they had great stops there and strong dominant drives there there where they really like shut down the Cowboys offense but then you saw no production from the Eagles offense and it just in my mind I'm like well yeah obviously they're going to get tired. They're like 300 pound plus dudes trying to stop this run that's getting shoved down their throat. And obviously they're going to get tired. And obviously they're going to start making stupid mistakes because of their tired. And that's when you just saw it collapse. So to me, I take it back to the offense, but then you really also got to look at it, which leads back to Nick Sirianni. His play calling for that game was absolutely atrocious. I mean, Miles Sanders to get only two carries that entire game. Yeah, it's, it's infuriating. I mean, it's literally six like we're back last last year. Quarters, six carries in the last six quarters. It's just it's literally like we're repeating last year and it's so infuriating. Right. And I don't understand any of it. Like, are they seeing something in practice of Miles Sanders that we're not seeing? Because to me, Miles Sanders is a Brian Westbrook. He doesn't get the hype that he deserves, but he's good. And he's our franchise back in my mind. Yeah, I mean, so. You said it. For me, I have I think of it just in a different way. I mean, we're seeing mm -hmm. the same things, but my opinion just is a little different in the sense of like I can make my peace with Jalen Hurts in his seventh game 
a rookie wide receiver, a wide receiver in his second season, a rookie head coach. Like I can make my peace with those things having off days as long as I eventually see them get improved, right? Like I went into the season thinking, okay, we're going to see some good things. We're going to see some really bad things. We're going to see some things that need to be adjusted. So I'm looking at that and I'm like, okay, I can get over that and deal with that way faster than a group of veterans. The defense is all vets right now. The defensive starters are all veterans, every single one of them. They probably, I'll have to go look at this. Like their average years of years in the league has to be upwards of five. It has to be like between five and seven. Yeah, our defense is definitely one of the oldest in the leagues. Right. So the fact that they have that much experience and on drive number one, we're getting stupid penalties. That to me, I have absolutely no patience for. And I understand that they had a little spark with the fumble recovery, but like Dak straight up just lost that ball. No one touched him. He That ball just slipped out of his hands. And we got so, so, so lucky on that goal line call because there wasn't enough evidence to overturn it. He was it. That was a touchdown. They didn't make that stand. That was a touchdown. 100%. But we see the Eagles got lucky with that one because by rule, there was not a clear angle that so could overturn, overturn yeah. that call, which great was awesome for the Eagles. Another thing that they should have been able to, you know, the offense should have been able to use going out there. And I don't disagree with you at all that eventually they got tired and I get that. But with the amount of money that's spent on that defensive line, the fact that Ezekiel Elliott was running untouched until he got to the second and third level of that defense is a problem. When they had offensive linemen that were hurt, suspended, out, this and other thing, like unacceptable. No, I agree. It just, and I understand that losing Brandon Graham is like, it's a huge shock. Yeah, rips out your heart, yeah. You lose so much there, I get that. But my God, go out there and play better for him than you did. Like, so that's just like, I just think the the defense, like Derek Barnett and his like bonehead penalties, like I just, I, I have a lot less patience for a bunch of veterans that make stupid mistakes and have so many blown coverages in one game. And I put a lot of that on Jonathan Gannon as well, because yeah. a lot of the stuff that we were seeing in week one, the different looks that they were giving to the Atlanta Falcons offense, I have not seen that for these last two weeks. Like, and they have just had so many busted coverages where they're all like looking at each other. Like, was that your guy? No, was that your guy? No, was that your guy? Like, come on, like, come on. So while yes, the offense was absolutely frustrating and it fed into why the defense played poorly at times, I have less patience for the defensive issues than I do for the offensive issues. That's just me though. Yeah, I understand exactly what you said. And everything you said is right. We It's just all about how you see it. Because like I said, like with my patience, that Niners game, 100%, I was expecting that to come. I was just expecting more out of this offense and the potential talent that is there against our arch nemesis on Monday Night Football. You know what I mean? So that, And then obviously, I feel like if you put up any defense, no matter how good or bad or anything, when they're playing and on the field 70% of the game, they're going to get tired. I mean, like I said, they're 300, oh, sure. 
pound plus men out there. Like, yeah, they're in shape, but not in that kind of stamina shape. So I just, it's, we see it differently, but both of us are saying the same things about both sides of the ball. It was atrocious. The play calling was so bad. Horrible. All around. Not fun. I don't know what it is. I just, it, it really, it concerns me because it, it, to me points to a more fundamental issue with the Eagles organization as a whole, because again, we're seeing these same issues that mm-hmm. we've seen for the last five years. So it wasn't the coach that was there. It was. It, it doesn't matter. You can scream. You can scream and yell about Jalen Hurts all you want. The guy's in his seventh start. Relax. Like I agree. Relax. Yeah. Everyone relax. Everyone that wants a sexual predator over Jalen Hurts, please, 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 please. I hope you stub your toe later, but (laughs) I just like, you know, it just, it points to something way more fundamental about what they value, what they don't value, putting the amount of money that they do, that they do consistently into the defensive line, refuse to address the cornerback position, still have not addressed the linebacker position. You know, guys like Samuel Jr. are right there for your taking in round two. And you take uh, Dickerson instead. And while I understand that Brandon Brooks has been hurt and you a couple years and you want to get another lineman in there, and while I think Landon Dickerson could be useful eventually, he looked abysmal on on uh Monday night. Well, that's the thing too, is nobody knows if he's actually truly healed. It kind of feels like he's coming back at his earliest possible date just because we need to throw him in there, which is on ultimately going to hurt us in the end because he's not going to be able to pan out to what we drafted him for. You know what I mean? So that's worrisome right there. And then exactly like you said, it's just like when I think about this, I'm like, I don't even know if I have faith in them to change this. And if next week's going to be any better and well, this week we'll get to it after the break. I don't think it's going to get any better because it's Kansas city is coming off of back-to-back losses, but yeah. So this week we'll get to it, but I agree with you 100%. It's so worrisome in the fact that also the injuries. It's a year after year after year after year after year thing. Yeah. Our offensive line's already going down. And then the play calling. How do you not, as Sirianni and Gannon, how do you not go into more so Sirianni in this point? How do you not go into Dallas knowing that they are so weak on that defense and they literally have Trayvon Diggs and Micah Parsons? And that's basically bander us you have they have very little that you can even think of when you think of dallas cowboys defense right yeah. now and you I mean, could line that apart really strong and they've always been really strong yeah, there exactly. are ways around that i mean exactly yeah, but that's what i'm saying you, linebacker which is impressive it's like it's a really yeah, impressive yeah, linebacker. well it's like there are kryptonite in that factor like we don't know how to draft a linebacker that's all they know how to do on this. like but yeah there it's, it's infuriating because it's just how do you not go into that game with an absolute dire or killer offensive scheme. You I can mean, pick them even, apart. Even just as simple as like, how do you go from the balanced attack in Atlanta where you had almost 150 yards on the ground, Jalen Hurts for, threw for 250. It was the perfect balanced attack that we have not seen in years. And we were like, oh, great. This is fantastic. This is so exciting. And all of a sudden, that's just like gone. I don't, it doesn't make any sense to me. There, There is something so much more fundamentally wrong with this organization. And we have been saying it. And like, 
week one was fun and it was nice to forget about that for a little bit. But I mean, it's just going to keep rearing its ugly head like this and it's, it's not going to get any better. And I don't, it doesn't, it doesn't get any better without a, again, like a fundamental change within the organization. It's not great. It's, it's stressful. Not, it gives it's me not. anxiety, Jess. I don't need this. <laughs> I know. The the Eagles stress me out like way more than they should. And like we all knew it was going to be kind of like a rebuild year. And that's yeah, we did. We, yeah. 100%. I, but I mean, show us something that's your that that's worth rebuilding on. Like we Literally. need close games and you know, things that are this, you know, inches away from working. This is like what we saw these last two weeks is not great, and it better be adjusted. By going. the time they fix this offense and get the scheme going and kind of really get that going all around with Sirianni and all the talent that they have, our defense is going to be too old, and then we're going to be rebuilding that side of the ball. So it's just a never-ending circle. Yep, yep. All right, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we'll look ahead to this week. What's coming up for the Eagles these these next couple games? You are listening to the Babes on Broad on BGN Radio. Welcome back into Babes on Broad. So we already mentioned it. The Eagles have Kansas City, which makes me super nervous this week. But um, just real quick, looking ahead, just to make you guys even more miserable, right? So after Kansas City, they have Carolina, who's undefeated so far. And then the Bucs on Thursday night football, which is the Eagles Hall of Fame game. Shout out to my guy, Trey Thomas, and then John Runyon. Obviously, legend should have already been in the Hall of Fame. Took long enough. But that game, hopefully they can, the Eagles can do something to honor them. And then we have Vegas. So. Aren't they three now? Yeah. Shoot. It's going to, it's pretty rough. And then I stopped looking there because. <laughs> I gave I up. I feel like. I feel like every game this season is just going to be like, uh, but yeah, I don't know who they play the weekend after that. I know we can look it up later, but going into Kansas city. Well, I guess not going into Kansas city, Kansas city's coming here. <sighs> It'll be fun I, to see Mahomes in person. Yeah. Right. Pat Mahomes. It's going to be cool because I actually really like Pat Mahomes, Andy Reid. obviously how can you not like him? The only reason you wouldn't like them is just if you're a hater, you Fightful. know what I mean? Yeah. yeah, like they've done nothing to us. They just kill it. They're good. You, you can't be mad yeah. at that. I, I, I do. And I, 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 how can you not enjoy watching him play? Literally. And last week, so they are, they're one and two for the first time since 2015. So that's okay. kind of scary too. Obviously been in the Super Bowl back-to-back years. And then they lost the last two weeks. I have it here. Week two against Baltimore, 36 to 35, which they almost a- came back. Yeah, it was, it was a great, great game. I think it's the first time Baltimore ever beat Pat Mahomes. So it was a great, great game. It was the first time Pat Mahomes lost in the month of September since being in the NFL. Jeez. He's never lost a game in September, and now he's lost two. I know. And then, so week three last week, they lost to the Chargers 30-24. to 24. Pat Mahomes was driving them down the field, had perfect throws. His receivers dropped them because, I mean. The last guess, one was not great. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. But, like, not perfect throws. But he had it. He was setting them up. The receivers had chances. We'll say that. He gave them chances. Yeah. So he makes things happen, and you got to love watching. It always comes down to the end. So even though those have been losses, that, I think, is what scares me most, is the fact they have back-to-back losses 
I don't care that the Eagles have back-to-back losses because they're not good enough to come out and do a revenge tour. Kansas City is. They're going to be coming out like, oh, my gosh, we're one and two. We need to turn this stuff around. I also just like – I mean, Andy Reid has his moments. We saw plenty of them. But also, like, he's a better play caller than Nick Sirianni. Duh. Oh, well, yeah. Patrick Holmes is insane. Duh. Duh. Um, The Eagles linebackers in coverage against tight ends. Uh. Send help. (laughs) SOS. Dude. Send help. They're going to pick us apart next next week. Yeah, I'm so – I was nervous. Or this week, sorry. I had – we talked about this before the season. I was nervous about the Eagles not having depth if there were any injuries in the secondary or on that defense. I'm just concerned about the defense at this point in time. Yeah. What? Oh, God. They are just infuriating to me right now. Like, they just – it makes me so mad. Like, that first catch by – was it CeeDee Lamb? It was the first drive. I'm I'm pretty sure it was CeeDee Lamb. Steven Nelson was just, like, nowhere to be found. Like, kind of, like, only half playing defense. Like (laughs) – did someone not alert him that the game started? I don't know. Case in point, timeout on the field. How do you have 12 men and that don't know the play out of a timeout? How do you do that? How do you how is that even possible? Middle school players don't even do that. Like it's such a mess. Oh my god. Like yes, oh my god. I, I it really stresses me out because you know Kansas City is gonna come out absolutely on a tangent this week and I have no faith in the Eagles turning things around right now you know I am always going to be the positive one and I'm always going to pick them to win I'm not I'm still gonna pick them to win I always do because I always believe but I I'm nervous I'm nervous about it and I just, I just hope that, like, they came out so flat against the 49ers. Which is home. weird. Yeah. It was such a flop for the home opener. I'm hoping that they'll, like, kind of pull it together a little bit. And, a redemption. and this a little, I'll use this a little bit, a little bit more. Like, I really just, I, I just hope they, they have a game plan and they go in and they execute the game plan. I just I don't know what the coaches have been doing for the last two weeks, like like been on vacation and just like not made game plans. I don't well, know that's, what that's what I'm thinking. Like if you can't make a game plan for the Dallas Cowboys, which is very black and white, you know exactly what they have when you're going in there. Right. And it's not like their coaches are gonna they have mastermind coaches that are gonna outbeat you or like out plan you, scheme you. Right. But you Kansas saw City. that with Mike McCarthy's buffoonery, yes. right? Like going down this, going down right before the half. Like you see, so that's what I'm saying. So, so you literally know what you have going into Dallas, and we couldn't do anything. Kansas City is smart. They have a great coaching organization there. Whatever you want to say, coaching. I will say their defense is not great. No, right now their defense is the weakest it's been since Pat Mahomes has been there, and that is. I was going to say that in my prediction speech is that is the only hope that Philly has is taking advantage of that defense. Last week, they looked really confused. They couldn't get lined up even before the plays. 
Um, the secondary gave up 280 yards in the air, but then also their D-line gave up 280 yards around there on the ground. So all around in their defense, they're not looking too sharp. And that is going to be the one spot that the Eagles will be able to try, I'm going to say try, to exploit this week. So, I, I mean, I'm going to get right into it. I have zero faith that the Eagles win this week. I don't th- I mean, I'm trying to like say wh- how I think they could. And that is if they really exploit this defense, but Pat Mahomes and that, I think they're just going to keep scoring so bad that it's not going to matter how much the Eagles can exploit this defense. Um, yeah. I just, I don't see anything being fixed. Nick Sirianni definitely needs to improve, but I don't think it's going to be a complete 180 from last week. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and Kansas City is just a much better team. Back-to-back losses they're coming off of. They're going to be coming in here on a tangent. Andy Reid had that health scare. They're going to be playing for their coach. If anything, it's going to bond them even more. I don't see it being pretty. So I'm going to say 37, and I'm giving the Eagles even more than I think they're actually going to score. 37-17 Kansas City. R.I.P. Yeah, and that's if the Eagles' offense can exploit the defense. Um, I would just like to make a point again of what you said earlier, that the Chargers rushed on the ground for almost 300 yards. They jammed it down their throat. How we take that into consideration, Nick Sirianni? Please. Thank you. I know. I left that out. I had that as a point, too, and I skipped over it. We need – that is my other key piece. Well, I exploit the Kansas City defense, what I've been saying. But, yes. Part of that is definitely please use Miles Sanders. Please. Why not? They need to do what they did against Atlanta. They need to establish the run early. They need to get all the different guys involved early. Don't play catch up. Yeah. It makes it so easy. Don't play catch up. And I swear to God, if I ever have to hear, this is how I know that it's coming from higher up and it's not just whoever it, they just pick coaches that despise running the football. Here's why. Because for five years, when I was, when we were all screaming about running the football under Doug Peterson, do you remember what his response was a lot? He said all the time, well, a lot of these are, are RPOs. So he has the option to option to hand it off, but, but he goes for the pass instead. Okay, fine. Do you know what Nick Sirianni said the other day when they asked him about it? He's like, no. we call a lot of RPOs, and we count those as run plays as well. I'm sorry. Is anyone else seeing this? Just me? Okay. This is not a coaching issue, and I don't know why the two people that don't know anything about football, they know things about making money. That's and what- that's why, because Miles Sanders is the Brian Westbrook that doesn't get the credit he should de- he deserves, and he's not that – flashy Jalen Hurts name or Devontae Smith name or Jalen Rager name. And that's why they're trying to use it as a business. They want the Jersey sales to go up and they're trying to make the stars where they want them to be stars and where they think are the moneymaker positions. And obviously, well, not obviously, unfortunately, I'm confused. I know that that's the one thing that always throws me off is how much money they put into the defensive line and nothing in secondary and nothing in linebacker. It's bad. It's a mystery. It's, give me your score predictions. Uh, 
Yeah, I don't think this defense can stop Patrick Mahomes at all. Like, not no, even. No, I know. That's what I'm saying. And if it's gonna, I mean, if it's gonna be anything, it's going to be high scoring. But and that's assuming that the Eagles' offense can get their you know what together. But I'm not gonna not pick them to win. So I'm yes. gonna twenty. If any time, if any time, this nope. is now. No, if any time, it's when the Bucks come to town in two weeks. That's oh. time. No, because then you tell yourself it's a Hall of Fame game. They're not gonna let Trey Thomas down and John Runyon down. <laughs> Yeah, and the greatest quarterback of all time is just going to literally poop his pants on the field and forget how to play football. Okay. Hey, we might be witnessing the new greatest QB of all time in the making. And he's I got hope a chance so. and he's got a chance to redeem himself this week. I think I think if anybody's going to redeem themselves, I think it would be him. I think Me he too. might put the well, team that's, back and say let's go. I think that's the sad thing about it is the Eagles have a lot that they need to redeem and they literally could just improve the slightest and it would be somewhat of a redemption. And I still think Kansas city is going to have more of the redemption than the Eagles will. So, all right, I'm going to go 28, 24 and I'm still going to pick the Eagles because I always do. I'm never going to not pick the Eagles. I will never bet against them. Never. Okay. I'll just count I'm your, I'll just keep your score and see if it's reversed in that. And I'll count it if it's reversed too. <laughs> Well, I mean, here's hoping. I, 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 I respect it. I am just gonna go with the low expectations. And oh, one hundred percent. You want them to beat Dallas, but in a year where they're clearly trying to figure it out, I said before we weren't gonna know what they what this team was until after Dallas, and I think it's just. I mean, they got to figure it out, but also. You know, you hope that within the organization they do give them a chance to figure it out and they don't – like, I'm not willing to – if Jalen Hurts plays like this from week four to week 17 or 18, I guess, now, if he plays this way throughout the entire rest of the season, yeah, maybe it's not then it. You start right? to then you Then yes. you think about it. But, like, I really hope that – if he plays at a level of where he played week one or similar to week one, they don't do something stupid. Like I, I hope I there's the feeling within the organization that they are giving these guys all a real shot to figure it out. And there's not an expiration date on their time with the Philadelphia Eagles. Because again, I don't think, I don't think there would be unless knock on wood that there's not an injury that determines anything. You know what I mean? I yeah. don't think that they'd be willing to that quickly. And with all this being said, I do want to point out the Dallas Cowboys are a very good team this year. Way better than people expected them to because of that defense. But the defense has been holding their own. Yeah. So they are a way better team than everybody was expecting. I like would bet a lot of money that they're going to win the division. So it's not the end of the world is just frustrating the way that they performed against the team that they're supposed to have so much passion against. And you saw none of that. Yeah. And I, I we also need to stop with the, with the shirts, Nick Sirianni. I, yeah. if he wants to wear like Philly shirts, like if he's like, yeah. Oh, the Phillies are playing the Braves this week. And like, I need Go to you want to wear your Bryce Harper jersey. This is great. It's great. When the Sixers, you know, start play their first game in a couple weeks and you want to wear a six. Great. That's, Go yeah, support the city. Philly. Go all for Philly. Do that. Please leave the other team you're playing out of it. We've learned that yeah, don't, time and time again. Don't talk ish and get hit. If you okay? can't back it up, like come That's on. That's what I'm saying. Like 
you're going to get hit right now. We don't have that comp. We don't deserve to be that confident and cocky right now. No. After blowing out the Atlanta Falcons, like <laughs> we're coming crazy. for you. Yeah. Right. The Atlanta Falcons are a bad football team bad. and they played them the way that they should have. They didn't play down to them. They mm-hmm. kicked crap out of them, which is what you need to see. But like, that doesn't make you this like hot thing that's able to go in and like talk track. Yes. Yeah. No, stop. and the Eagles, the Eagles don't have many teams that they're going to be able to play down to this year besides the Giants and Washington. Their schedule is pretty good this year. Or not good, like tough. Yeah. I mean, it's not an easy schedule. And a lot of these teams are playing so much better. Like, think about it. Like, you think, okay, the Chargers, maybe that would be a get. Chargers are nope. playing really well. Denver Broncos, you thought maybe yeah. maybe that would be one. Denver Broncos are playing great. Carolina, yeah. I would have said Eagles over them in the beginning of the season. Right now, now you're like, who knows? Who knows? We still don't have McCaffrey, which could be work out for us, but we'll get to that. Yeah, depending on how hurt he is, we'll yeah. see what happens there. But And that's another thing, injuries, but the Eagles also have injuries. So, you Everybody know, gets them. It is what it is, but here's hoping the Eagles pull their heads out of their butts and – get it together for this week and they at least make it an enjoyable time <laughs> at least make it a good be game. there somebody get one hit on pat mahomes okay anything like somebody get the kelsey brothers doing something i don't know week one or the home opener against the 49ers the the vibes were so good going in walking yeah. into that stadium the vibes were immaculate I was like I, I everybody was hype I ugly cried. I did. It happened. <laughs> and then they just. We both did the same <laughs> thing. <laughs> they just. It wasn't fun. No, it was, it was not, not a fun game. I got sunburnt and it was not fun. It was not worth it. You did not so, get sunburnt during football season. Uh, yeah, yeah. We're all, our seats are on the side. That the sun, It's great in December yeah. when it's like a 1 o'clock game and the sun's hitting that you and you're nice. like, you know, the other side of this stadium. It probably sucks because they're in the shade and getting hit with the wind. The sun in December, immaculate. Early September, not great, okay? I was so burnt <laughs> on the left side of my body. Like the left side <laughs> of my nose was red. My left arm was red. I looked ridiculous. But it, was, it. it should have been worth it, but it wasn't. So I'm going to need them to at least – Make it fun. If they're going yes. to lose, at least make it fun. Yes, me. at least redeem yourself a little bit, Eagles. Right. I mean, like, build up some respect. Yeah. Let us respect you again. I, I do not respect what happened last week. No, I will not be mad at all if they lose to Kansas City, if they just play decent. Right. If they are embarrassing and look pathetic like last week, I will be upset. Like, they but need fix the mistakes. Yeah, if they put up a fight and just play respectably good football, then okay. You're going to lose to Kansas City because everybody, it's not a secret. They outmatch you. Whatever. Yes. You can't do anything about right. that when you're in a Yo, window. You know, like just just make your peace with it. But that is the end of our episode for today. So thank you for listening to episode 65 of Babes on Broad. Thank you as always to SB Nation and Bleeding Green Nation. Make sure you're following socials for Everything on Bleeding Green Nation for me and for Sam. Make sure to go to BGN Radio on Spotify, Google Play, iTunes, wherever you like to get your podcast. Leave a five-star rating, written review, all that good stuff. We will talk to you next week.